We invite you to personally discover the life-changing impact of the Word of God as you listen to this message by Bishop Richard Ayin. Bishop Richard Ayin serves as a bishop in Lighthouse Chapel International, a denomination founded by Bishop Dagwood Mills with over 1,500 branches worldwide. Bishop Richard currently pastors the London branch of the First Love Church, a vibrant campus ministry with young, energetic people full of first love for the Lord. We believe this message will give you hope, light and love to strengthen you in your Christian walk. Now listen to Bishop Richard. testimony time amen Amen. well I believe that tonight we have some powerful testimonies and you will become wiser as we hear the testimonies of God amen let's put our hands together and welcome our sister um, lady reverend Anna to bring us a wonderful testimony praise the Lord my name is Anna. I'm from the Walthamstone branch. Amen. My testimony is about how God delivered me from dying. And also God gave me a job. Amen. Um, when, we, when, we came back from the com- uh, when we came back from the convention, uh, the camp with Bishop Doug, um, I became unwell after the camp. And that was just before the Easter week. And I was at home. I couldn't breathe at all. I couldn't catch my breath. It looked as if I was dying. And I was at home. And that Friday, Bishop Dad preached in Ghana at the Good, um, Good Friday service. And he prayed for us. So I recorded the Good Friday prayer that Bishop Dad prayed for us. I recorded it about twice on my iPad. And so I put it by my bedside. And the first words that Bishop said was, you will not lie on a hospital bed and you will not die. So I kept playing that message and believing it and believing what the prophet was saying, that you will not lie on a hospital bed, you will not die. And truly, the doctors came to see me. They gave me medications. I did not even take the medications. But just listening to the prayer, I realized that the breathlessness, I don't know how it went. It just left. And I realized that I could breathe again. Amen. And on the same prayer, the second thing Bishop said was that you will have a miracle job this year. So I believe that as well. And three weeks ago, I came for the name it, claim it, take it prayer service on Saturday morning. And after we prayed, Reverend William said, there are some people here that are going for a job interview. Come, let me pray for you. So I stepped forward and he prayed. Only two of us came forward and he prayed for me. And when he was praying, I was just listening to the words he was saying. He said, you will not retire on the salary that you are on. And I thought, wow, I've worked at a place for almost 14 years. And I I thought I wanted to get a new job before I retire. 
But he didn't know I'd made up my mind. I was going to look for a new job to retire. And so when he prayed and said, you will not retire on the salary or that you are on. You have a higher salary before you retire. I just received it. And then the Thursday after that Saturday, I went for an interview for a new job. And I got the job. Amen. And I just want to thank Bishop for giving us this great opportunity to share our testimonies and also to come and pray on Saturdays. That Saturday was just my second time of coming to the name it, claim it, take it. And I didn't come for anything. I just came because I wanted to pray. And I thank God that he's a miracle working God and he listens to prayers. Oh, put your hands together for Jesus. Amen. Let's put our hands together and welcome our brother Sam to also bring a wonderful testimony. Our brother Sam Lugutera. Yeah. Oh. Wow. Oh, put your hands together. Put your hands together. Hi. Good evening. My name is Samuel Lugutera from Clapham Branch. And my testimony is about how God gave me a job. In February, I was made redundant for several reasons. Um, between fe- um, February and June, I applied for several jobs. And for most of the jobs I applied for, the feedback was the position has been put on hold for most of the jobs, about at least five of them. Um, so I was a bit distraught. I wasn't sure what was happening. But thank God for name it, claim it, take it. Um, where I always had... My faith was renewed each time I came because of the environment, because of the prayer and all the encouragement. And I remember last month, a few weeks ago, um, Reverend William prayed for us and, and prophesied also for jobs that some of us were going to get jobs by the end of September. And also positions will be created for some of us. And I took, I took that word and I believed it. And I had other interviews I went for, uh, jobs I applied for, I went for interviews. And I, I had my eyes on some positions um, in land, outside London. But one of the roles, one of the positions I applied for, I went for an interview and they asked me questions for something different. So I came out, I was so disappointed. I, was, I called my sisters, I called Mr. Sheila and explained that I was wondering why they asked me questions on things they know on my CV I didn't do. So I, was in, uh, I didn't give too much thought about it. I was still banking on other jobs I thought I had done very well. So a few days after, I got a call to say I had a job. And not just that. I was told that out of the several people they interviewed, I was outstanding. And they were very eager to have me on. Amen. And then it came to... Um, contract and, and, the, and, and, the, and the pay and all that and I was a bit disappointed because it's like okay yes uh, we, we advertise this amount but it's going to be far less and I was a bit thrown back because I remember very well in June I had a job in June everything was agreed date time everything was agreed um, just to be told few hours after everything was agreed HR had sent their details that the job was put on hold that was in June 
Um, so when I got that feedback, I thought, oh, not again. So what is it? You know, so they had to explain A, B, and C. And I thought, if you're really serious, then let me talk to the director and find out why. Because I know I can do the job. It's no big deal. But the pay has to, you know, you have to up the, the pay a little bit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, so I had, I, had, I had the opportunity to speak to the director. And I was convinced by her interaction that it was actually true they wanted me. It wasn't about the pay. They pay, they, they, they can do something about it later. But they actually wanted me because they experienced. So I want to thank God for the opportunity that he's given me. Because I know where I am, I'm picking up the skills that I actually need going for, further. And I also want to encourage everyone to be part of the Name It, Claim It and Take It. It's not just, it's just, it's not just another prayer session. It's more than that. So when you're coming, come with faith and expectation. Finally, I also want to thank Bishop for giving us the opportunity to be part, you know, to, be, to partake in the blessing that God has given us and to take us out of the schemes and the chains of bondage by the devil. God bless you. Wow, put your hands together for Jesus. Oh, I said put your hands together for Jesus. As he has done it for somebody, he will do the same for you. Amen. Let's pray. Father, we want to bless your precious holy name for your great kindness towards us. Thank you for the blessed opportunity that we have to hear your word, to receive your word, and to be blessed by your word, Lord. Thank you for your Holy Spirit that is here with us, Lord. Thank you for your power and your grace, Lord, and your blessings, Lord, that we shall receive through the hearing of your word today. Let your will be done amongst us. Let your kingdom come in this place, Lord give you thanks for what you do in our lives today. In Jesus name I pray and everybody shall say amen. amen. Say a better amen. amen. Wow. God bless you. Take your seats. Hallelujah. And turn your Bibles to Acts chapter 17. And want to continue sharing on in him we move. Okay. We're going to move. How I many of you are willing to move? In him we move. We have to move. Anytime you don't move and there's movement, you will be left behind. That's all it means. That's all it means. And when you are left behind, it means that you are becoming history. And you are becoming ancient. And you are becoming um, a monument. A monument. You are becoming. I remember one day I was sitting on the flight. It must have been uh, KLM, and I was reading through a magazine they had on board, and they were describing different cities of the world. Uh, that's the cities that they, they fly to, and every every city that comes up, they had something nice and wonderful to say about, and then they got to the city of London. And I was surprised at what was written there. I was actually surprised that it has been written, but it has been written. And they said, London, (laughs) what is there to say about London? And then the, the conclusion, it was because everywhere had like a paragraph. London was just about two lines or one sentence. So London, 
What is there to say about London? And they said, all that is left up for London is a name. Yes. It's a, it's a name. It has a name. So that is why, it's like, that's why we fly there. It's a name. There isn't much to it or whatever, whatever, whatever. It's, it's a name. Now it's a name. It's like if you've been to London or you're going to London, it's like you have been there, but there isn't much. And of course, I'm sure they were kind enough to mention um, Buckingham Palace and uh, the Big Ben. But otherwise, they said the main thing about London now is a name. A name. He has a name. That there was a, there's a place called London. That when you've been everywhere else, all the new places, all the new whatever, you would like to say that I have been to London. Or I'm going to London. So that's all, that's all that is left of London. It's a name. So when, when, you are, when you are left behind, what you are left with is just a name. That you have a name that you once existed, but you, 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 really, you really aren't alive or contributing or doing something significant. And so it is, it is a very, 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 very important message to hear. And not just to hear, but allow it to jolt you, to wake you up, and to move you forward. Because it's a painful sight. To see someone who has become ancient, history, left out of everything. It's like, it's like, um, it's like, if you allow me to use this example, will you allow me? Are you sure you allow me? It's like, it's like an old lady. Yes, an old lady who once upon a time used to be the flower of the area. But as she has aged, all that she has are memories and stories of how pretty she was, how beautiful she was, how attractive she was, how everybody and everything wanted her. But now, Other new girls have come. Other new ones. Other new ones. Is it those of us who have pastored for a while and been blessed to see cycles of members? I remember those who 20 years ago Almost anything that wears trousers in the church would have whispered into my ears. This is the how. And I'll be advising. I remember, I remember, I know them. I remember. I remember. Today, if they pass in front of you, you will thank God that He created people. So you see, times change, seasons change, and God moves. God moves. And you see, some of the people that perhaps were not wise enough in their day and in their time to receive counsel 
and to settle down. Perhaps even just on the subject of marriage, just to settle. You see, as the time has come, when the time, when time goes, it becomes more difficult. I mean, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't pretend. It's more difficult. It takes more, more of a miracle for somebody to appear from somewhere and say that you are the one I like. I mean, God must have spoken to him in a dream. When there are new ones and the new ones are wearing borrowed hair. (laughs) It's, I mean, it's something. The The competition is hey, It's very competitive. And you see that, no, you are being outrun. You are being outpaced. Because new ones are coming. Constantly changing their borrowed hair. Wearing belts where belts are supposed to be worn. The sister's giving me evils. What have I done? I came to preach. I can feel your piercing ear, eyes. But you can see as you are giving me evils, I say, I'm getting stronger. I'm not blown away. You should learn not to mess your timing and your season. Three things you must respect in your walk with God is the time, the times, and timing. You have to respect it. Respect the time. What is happening now? What is God doing now? What is he saying now? Where is he now? You can't can't assess who God is by looking at Europe. Europe is a poor reflection of the power of God. Very, very poor reflection. You are actually blinded and myopic. that That is why personally I have no regard and respect for the Europeans' opinion of Christianity. I have no regard for it. It's nonsense to me. Nonsense. It's like, it's like, it's like, it's like a dog. It's like a dog commenting on what happens, what happens in, um, um, where? What, what doesn't a dog know? What, what is happening in an operating theater? Where someone's heart is being wet on and a dog on the street is commenting on that. That's how I feel when I hear a European commenting on Christianity. It's like a dog or a pig. <laughs> totally lost. Totally lost. 
So anyway, God moves. <laughs> and then you have to pray that you are not left out. Understand the time, the time, the time, the time. As Europe is advancing in evil, in wickedness, in thinking, in their small, in their small continent, on their small continent, thinking that there is no God. There is God. There is God. Go to, no, don't clap. Listen, okay? Go to Asia. Go to Africa. You will see that there is God. Go on there. Go on. Go online and see services. Yesterday I was watching someone's service. I said that this man, I've never watched him before in the, in the cool of, my, in, of the day in my house. I said, let me see, let me see what, what will happen in his service. The service, look, was, this is Monday night, Monday night, Monday night. Was yesterday not Monday? Monday night, Monday night church service. Packed, thousands Thousands, and I was just sitting there, I was just saying, look, this man, he's just come and preach so that I can hear what he talks about. I just want to hear what, he, what he's coming to say. Look, when the service started, four hours, four and a half hours, and he had not appeared. And the people were there, dancing, jamming, happy, happy. And I kept looking at the clock. And where they are, where the service was, was about two hours ahead of us in the UK. By 9.45, he had not come. And I fell asleep. I fell asleep around 9.45. And he had not come. And my eyes opened in the middle of the night. I didn't look at what time it was. There he was preaching. I said, ah, when did you come? <laughs> I said, when did you come? When did you arrive? There he was, I mean, he was preaching. So I said, ah, so did the people stay? Then the camera swung into the congregation. They were there. They were not sitting. They were standing, shouting. I mean, when he's preaching, they have said that they shout. They were shouting, cheering him on. In the middle of the night. It meets in the middle of the night. The middle of the night. People were there. Live. Receiving. You can't be telling me Europe. It's like a dog or a pig. A pig walking on earth, commenting about what is happening on the moon. That's what it is like. A pig, a pig, a pig in mud somewhere, running commentary on what is happening on the moon. He doesn't even know what a moon is. That's what it is for a European to comment about God. Be it known unto you. Those of you who are being thrown and affected by the opinion and what they do as they are advancing in evil work, homosexuality, change of transgender days, it's like that. That's what they are making. As you are following such things and developing arguments about it, you are being employed by a pig into his argument. It's like a pig telling that this is not toilet, it is food. And you are also creating, creating notes to go and join him to discuss his toilet. For hours. For hours. 
if I fell asleep, 9.45, it means it's 11.45 there. the seasons and then timing timing may you never miss your timing hey may you never miss your timing to know that this is this is your this is your time to jump in yeah you shall jump in yes if you don't jump I'll even push you I'll push you to jump yeah because it's a sad sight when someone misses you, you miss it. It's a sad sight. You're not trying. You're not trying. You're not trying. Can you imagine a 70 year old woman looking for a beloved? Yes. Because when a lady is looking for a beloved, she's different from a lady who's not looking for a beloved. They are two different people. They are two different people. The way they carry themselves, the way they look, the way they smell. The way they smile. Yes, everything about them is different. They are very, to use a very raw, blunt word, they are very flirtatious. When they want to be firm, they flirt. It's even from a 70-year-old woman who has seen it all and has resigned. All the people that I've known, I've, a, lot, a lot of the people here that you see, I've grown up with them here. I've grown up with them here. I've grown up with them here. I used to remember how they used to dress and how they dress now. Pre-marriage dressing and post-marriage dressing and then post-children dressing. And then post-marital issues dressing. I've been here with, I've been here, I'm here. Some of them, if I'm very comfortable with them, I just give them a hint every now and then that Charlie, you're dressing, I beg you. Your hair, your hair. We can see the undergrowth, the undergrowth. We, we beg you. We know you don't need a beloved, you don't need children, you don't need anything, but we beg you. I mean, when we, when we see you in the service, we feel tired. We beg you. Yes, ah, we feel tired. Ah. Life is not, life is not finished. We are still living. If God blesses us, at least we have some 20 more years to do. Which is, which is as long as we have done already. So I beg you, I beg you, stop giving us the retirement signs. Don't give us the retirement signs. Stop going to the salon now for the next 20 years. What are you going to become? Are you a Rastafarian? Anyway, what are we talking about? Time, times, and timing. These three things are very important. Respect it. Respect it. Respect it, you'll do well. Don't switch off on time and just, you're just there. You become a monument. You become, you become London. You become London. You become London. 
Every year, I take my church members on a tour of the city of London. I think this year, we couldn't do it. We forgot. Yes. But it's still not late. I can still take it. it. Because when we go, one of the things you see, and you should take, you should take your members on the tour of London. You think you're in London, but you don't know London. Sit on, the, sit on those buses. There's still, there's still opportunity for some sunshine. I mean, you still some, see some sun, sunshine. There's, we sit on the bus. We see you sit on top. The not so intelligent ones fall asleep, but it doesn't matter. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. Majority will be awake. There are a lot of things to learn and to see. You, that is where you will discover that the main thing about London is history. That is statutes, monuments. Hey, buildings. You see, this building belongs to the... You see, there's, like, there's almost nothing new. It's something new. It's the same. You see, statutes, plenty, plenty monuments. So when you miss, when you miss your timing, you become like a statue. And a monument. Come some historic something. Historic that has stopped moving. That has been left out. And in the ministry, in the ministry, in the ministry, and in the church, you have to be sure. I mean be sure and be careful not to be left out. Don't be left out. You will never be left out. How I would like to repeat it again. How will you know whether you are being left out? Or how do you know what to follow? Follow the person, the person that God called for the ministry. Keep your eyes on him. Keep your eyes on him. When what he is doing, his ministry, his church, is significantly different from what you are running, then you know you've been left out. It's with the branch pastors. Branch pastors. Branch pastors. When you go home, just go video podcast and check, watch the service from beginning, beginning to the end and compare it to what you are doing. Because you are left. How else do you assess it? You see, we like to spook ourselves and feel some spirit. No, this is, this is the spirit. This is the spirit. Him. 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 What God is using him to do. That's how you know whether you are in step or you have been. I mean, it's like you are lost, cry. You are lost. If even you hear the songs that you even sing in your church, you say you are lost. You are totally lost. The songs that you sing in your church and the the order of service, the order of service that you have. When the father, this is what he does in his church. You are doing something different. You are doing what he used to do 50 years ago. Because, because, because when you see him doing something, you've never equated it to a move of the spirit. But it's a move of the spirit. That's what the spirit is saying. What he's doing is what the spirit is saying. That's what the spirit is saying. That's what the spirit is saying, do. So when you don't have that, or when, when even, even if you don't do what you used to do 10 years ago, but you are doing your own thing, it also means that you have an independent spirit. Either way, you are lost. 
So when you go home, try. Find it. Find a service. Find a service. Go on YouTube. Go on YouTube. Find a service. From beginning to end. Find about three different services from beginning to end. And, and you, should have, you should have time and enough interest to watch services. I waited for somebody. I waited for somebody who is talking about I've never even seen him preaching before. I waited for him for four hours yesterday. He wasn't coming and I slept. And he came in the middle of my seat. So I, w- I woke up to watch him for about 30 minutes and I slept again. He didn't finish and I slept again. But the little that I heard, I was, I was excited. He was preaching, eh? He was preaching with swag. Hey! The guy can preach and say things. Hey! He was saying things. Saying big things. Hey! Man! I'm like you. I was impressed. I liked, I, liked, I, liked what, I liked what he was saying and what he was doing. I even started sending some messages to some people that, you know what, I've got a new idea. They didn't know what I got a new idea from. So I've got a new idea of some things that we must, we must do. Yeah. It was nice. It was nice. Are you here? And you see the father. Totally different. Totally different. I'm showing you how to follow. When... when, when God was leading the Israel. Who was? Is it not Moses? It's Moses. If you, if you lose Moses, you are lost. You go where Moses goes. If he enters the sea, you go into the sea with him. If you like say, I won't follow Moses. I'm, I'm calling for Pharaoh has, Pharaoh has, okay, I'm flying on Egypt air. Go and sit on Egypt air and see where it will land. When they are going through the sea, you are going on Egypt there. Follow him. I always remember the prodigal boy. And always use that to advise yourself as a minister. As a minister and as a Christian in the church. Because God gives us pastors. As a minister and as a Christian in the church. As the father's existence is your reference point. You are as lost as you are far from the father. Always use the prodigal boy. The Bible says that when he came to his senses, when he came to his senses, being far from your father means you've lost your senses. You've lost it. Your sat nav is jammed. You are lost when he came to his senses. The, the, only, the only reference point he had was his father. He said, how many of this in my father's house? How many of that in my father's house? And I walk around. The reference point, you have, you have to compare that where I am and where my father is. What's happening to me? If you're a minister and a Christian in a church or in a denomination, the father is always a reference point. Always, always, always. Always be part of that cluster point around the subject. Always be around it. Always circle it. Because you are lost. Because check, don't, don't think about fantastic. Check basic things. Check how you run your service. Check the songs you sing in your church. Check the songs your choir sings. When they are singing Andre in this church, you are singing Andrew in your church. 
you see how lost you and you, you can't even you can't even understand why the atmosphere of your church is different See, has dancing stars. These are the songs they sing to. You also you have dancing stars. They, then you also you also are singing London gangsters walks. They are, wear, they are, they are wearing black jackets to do. Hey, we are, it was, it's not even nice. It's not nice. It's not even nice. It's not even anointed. I have to tell you, I have to tell you these things because I, mean, I have to tell you it's very, it's very easy to deviate and to lose it. So after all your things, then show me your anointing. Where is it? Show it to me. Bring yours, bring yours, and also bring mine. I'm a copyist. You are, you are, you say you have what? You have innovation, innovation. Initiative. What? Creative. Bring your creative ability to the left. I'll bring my copying ability to the right. And let both of us sit back and cross our legs. And watch. When you finish, we'll ask the congregation who is anointed. We'll just ask them, who, who will you point at as anointed? Which one will you point at as anointed? Creativity. Smart creator. And stupid copyist. We just ask them. If you know anointing, which one will you point at as anointing? As anointed, which one? You know the prodigal boy. The prodigal boy. Remember him. Remember him. Remember him. I was sitting next to Sister Philippa at the convention. I kept whispering to her. I said, I had a name. I said, This one is Malaria Parasites. I said, everything we are doing, I said, we are testing for malaria parasites. And I was showing her, this one, this one, this one, I said, there's a lot of malaria parasites. I said, look, look at what they're doing. Look at, look at it carefully. Look at it carefully. It shows you how close they are to the Father or how far. I said, look, I kept showing, not because I want to criticize, but I want to, us to see. You have, you have to see. You have to see that you are becoming a monument or independent. You have to be able to see. Other you never correct it. Yeah, my pet name for it was malaria parasite. Because when you go to us, you do blood tests, they tell whether you have malaria or not. You need to see the animals in your blood. So I'll show and say, There are animals in this blood. They'll say, Oh, this one has no animals. I said, This one is on a malaria tablet. So she's receiving treatment. Acts 17. Let me start my, my service, okay? Acts 17. In him we move. We move. We move. We move. And we are all going to move. Yes. In him we live beautiful and move and have our being. As certain also of your own poets have said, for we are also his offspring. For in him we live. And in him we move. We move. In him we do what? We move. move. You've got to move. You've got to move. You've got to move. You have to move. You have to move. (laughs) You have to 
don't move. I'm scared not to move. I'm scared. I pray that I'll move all the time. Ray, I pray that I, I move. All, I move. I, I like to move. Even when I don't understand it, I want to move with it. Because daddy is moving. I have to move. I see the prophet is moving. I have to. Why should I be there when he has moved? What did he see at that location that made him move? I don't need explanation for that. I don't need explanation for that. I'm moving immediately. I'm moving immediately. The move of the father is an indication to the followers. We have to move. We have to move. When you see the pillar of cloud, hey, you've got to go. Your, I see the eyes are on the cloud. That's what the eyes are on. The eyes are not on any other thing. It's on this one. To go, we're going. It's a go, 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 go. It's a go, 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 go. We're going to go. You have to go. That's why she become, you become a monument. It's very easy to be a monument. Many people have become monuments. Even churches. Even churches. You see a whole church. When you enter the church, is like, the church is like some historic place that you visit. I've been there. I went there. I went to the church. If you get to the church, you see what is going on. You say, ah, why? 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 It's like going to bed and waking up before you realize you've slept for six hours. You wonder, it's like, well, it's, it's like, it's like, why didn't the, you feel, why didn't the world wait for you? Churches have been left behind. It's like, it's like when you go inside, they are asleep. Okay, they, 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 are, they are doing what? Uh, you ask somebody, what, what do you do in the church? Oh, uh, I'm with social helps. Social helps. When I heard of social helps, I was not a pastor. Not, not bishop, oh, pastor. I was not a pastor when there was social helps. I was not a pastor. I've been the pastor. I've been reverend. I've been reverend. I've been bishop. You say social helps. Oh. You see, and it's not a bad name. But the person who instituted social helps, what is he doing now? What does he call? What does he call perhaps that same is what does he call it? And the disgraceful European thing that we try copying. Now we start having meetings. We start having meetings where there's no altar call and there's no salvation. That thing breaks my heart. My heart bleeds. My heart bleeds to hear that in the church, whilst we are alive, young, we have started having seminars in the church. Not evangelistic. Do you understand evangelistic program? It means that the aim, the aim, you must be born again. We yeah. start having meetings and gatherings that has nothing to do with salvation. Improving, improving on the image of the people in the community. It's a demon of the EU that you have adopted to sound secularized and to sound this. I mean, 
What you are doing? Is it greater than John 3.16? Is it greater than John 3.16? Is it more important than John 3.16? To gather people, tell them how to pass exams and how to apply for jobs. Is it better than John 3.16? Thank God for my weakness that I am not sacking you as a pastor. Thank God that I'm that weak that I didn't sack you. And I left you still there. Thank God that I'm that weak. I didn't sack you as a pastor to have such a meeting, community meeting with God. Committee, we are going to teach them how to apply for jobs in the church. In the church. How to open bank accounts. In Him. going to move. Are we going to move? So today so that we can go home because if I don't take myself back to my notes I don't know what will happen. Yes, today don't bring evil spirits in the church from your backside. Don't bring evil spirits. Evil spirits don't wear Halloween masks. These secular concepts, they're all evil spirits. It pours water on the fire. It pours, you, don't, you don't need zeal. The fire of the Holy Spirit to do certain things. You pour water on the fire of the Spirit. And there's no salvation. There's no salvation. There's no salvation. There's no water Give your life. You give your life to Jesus. Give your life to Jesus. You are a sinner. If you die, you go to hell. It's gone. It's like we are so diplomatic. We don't want to offend anybody. We don't want. It's like almost, almost as though you, a Christian, think that altar call is an antisocial behavior. Programs that don't lead to salvation. Souls. What are you doing? Let us sit somewhere and say that we regret. We regret the day we put you in charge of the church. We regret it. What's the difference between you and a homosexual pastor in a church? What would be the difference then? What would be the difference between you and a homosexual pastor or an atheist? What would be the difference? What can be the difference? So, why don't people move? Last time we talked about urgency. Today we won't talk about hesitation. That's the other reason why people don't move. They hesitate. Be healed of all coughs and colds and symptoms of cold and symptoms of flu. I banish it out of your lives in Jesus' name. Like we banish EU spirits from the church. How can a dog be telling you what is on the moon? Or a pig? You 
you have respect for such people? I don't. I respect them as souls that must be saved, but not their ideologies and their mind. Hesitation, what it means to hesitate. Let me read to you, okay? So that I'll be more in line. I'm flowing, sister, I'm flowing. Hesitation, hesitation means to be slow, slow to speak. It means to be slow to speak or act because you feel uncertain, nervous, worried, unwilling, or embarrassed. If you are from another part of the world, you say embarrassed. Okay. Embarrassed. Did you get that? Hesitation means to be slow to speak or act. It's that like you are slow to speak or you are slow to act because you feel uncertain. You feel nervous. You feel worried. You feel unwilling. You are unwilling or you are embarrassed. That's when you hesitate. It's like you're not sure. Oh, you're nervous. Or you actually don't want to. Or you find it embarrassing to say what you have to say or to do what you have to do. You see, the Bible says that no one can say Jesus is Lord but by the Spirit, by the Holy Spirit. You must have, you must have the Holy Spirit to say Jesus is Lord. That's why I have a problem. If you can't make an altar call and you can't lead people to Christ, then, I, I, that's why I'll, then I'll, take you, I'll take you on forever till kingdom come. The, why can you not do it? Why can you not do it? Why can't you do it? Why are you able to teach me how to do 11 plus? And how to and how to and how to do CVs. And you can't tell me that Jesus died for my you can't tell me that I am a sinner and Jesus died for my sins. Why can't you do it? What spirit do you have? And why are you introducing that spirit into the church? Why would you bring it into the church? Keep it in your house. Keep it in your house. Use it on your children. Don't bring it into the church. I'll fight you till forever. I'm telling you, I will oppose you till, till when? Forever. He. Not under my watch. Not under my watch. No. No. You can't bring those monumental methods. EU dead spirits. EU dead ways. No. 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 No, 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 no. So when you hesitate about some things, 
It's a reflection of the type of spirit you are carrying. It is. It is. It's, 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 what type of spirit are you carrying? I've listened to people make altar calls. Since the first person I ever gave a microphone to in this church. And I was sitting there as they preached. I've always seen to, I'm, I don't even remember what they preach about, but I remember when you go to altar call, whether they were able to do it or not. Because that is, that is always the judgment hour. That's like the judge about to pass sentence. Can he pass? Because before they pass it, they read a lot of notes because of this. But at the end, is there a conclusion? I've always listened to that for that. If you, ever, if you ever see me in your service, don't worry about what you are preaching about. I'm waiting for the end. I'm waiting for the end. What will you say? What, what will you say to your people? What will you tell them? Never worry about what you've preached about. I, I will not even remember. I will always remember. Did he make an otaku? What was he saying? What did he do? Did he point them to Christ? Oh, he pointed them to something else. Huh. Okay. So, hesitation, isn't it? I don't even know what to say next, but don't hesitate. In 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 movement, you don't you don't you don't you don't have to hesitate. When you hesitate, it's gonna cost you. It's going to really cost you big time. Ministry is like, it's like 100 meters. The 100 meter event. A fraction of a second is all it's about. Fraction of a second. That is why it is the event that gets the most false starts. Because the takeoff is, is actually the event, the takeoff. Can you take off? If you can take off, you can win. Because mind you, now, now you, need, you need just over nine seconds to win. Nine seconds. One, two, three, four. Five, six, seven, eight, nine. It's over. It's over. It's over. Either you have gold or you're out. So when you can't, you better pull a hamstring or something on the way and then just, just fall down or just, you know, just do something. Because it's, 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 not, it's, not, it's not one of those things that's like you're going six laps. That, okay, they've gone. I'll catch up. No, 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 no. You can see by the 60 meter mark that I've, I'm lost. I'm, even 60 meters is far. The winners usually start from 60 meters. By 40, you know that I'm out. You better do. <laughs> and just say, look, they should go. They should go. The rest should go. They should go. They should take it. It's lost. It's over. It starts right from the blocks. Right from the blocks. That's a lot of the things you have to, you see, you, you have to be sure and believe that this is what I'm doing. And move with it. Move and move, move fast. 
Hesitate and that's it. It's over. Hesitate over altar call. You've sent people to hell. Because some people, you will never see them again. Never. Never see them again. Never see them again. As they are sitting in front of you, they have come to you, sitting there quietly like lambs, and you won't tell them they must be saved. Oh, my brother, my brother, my brother, you made a mistake. You made a mistake. You made a mistake. You don't know who you are. You don't know what you are. You don't know what you stand for. You saw them. You watched them. And you gave them coffee and tea and folders. And you didn't say you must be born again. You made a mistake. You see, after church every Sunday, I meet with new people. I meet new people every time. Every Sunday, I meet with them, talk to them, whatever. One of the things I don't make a mistake about is, are you saved or not? I don't care whether you enjoy the service or not. It doesn't even bother me. No, 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 no. Because I tell myself, this could be my last time of seeing this face. This person, I won't see the person. I can never see the person again. So I always ask, are you saved? Yeah, this someone came to sit there and she said, she's not saved. And I asked, why? And she said, I think I'm not ready. I said, you'll be ready today. You'll be ready. You'll be ready. You'll be ready. What do you mean you're not ready? What do you mean I'm not ready? So I started asking her, are you from this religion? Are you from this faith? Are you from that? He said, I don't know. I don't know about all this. I feel like I should try all of them. I said, okay. I said, okay, no problem. I know about all of them. This is the best one. I said, you don't know. I said, you don't know, isn't it? She said, yes. I said, no. But she, I said, don't try. This is the best one. Before she walked out of the room, she had given her life to Christ. She closed her eyes and bowed her head and she said the, she said the sinner's prayer. I said, and she said, thank you. What is the use? What is somebody who's on her way to hell? What if she walks out of the room and she dies by the roadside? What? what? Oh, we see. You see us, we see us talking like fools. Oh, I was just talking to her. And she said this, like, like idiots. Don't hesitate. Don't hesitate. And you see the spirit move. And we all know how it moves. If you are part of United Denominations, you know. It's very easy for you to see. This is a signal. He has moved. Don't hesitate. Your sense becomes dull, boring. Nobody is coming. You don't understand. When you sing, we don't understand what you are singing. We don't even know what you are doing. When you dance, we wonder, is it, is it gang culture or what? We, what? we don't even know what you are we don't, even, we don't know what you are doing. We don't know what you are doing. In me, I'll tell you. I'm not afraid of you at all. At all. You didn't know. You didn't know you all, you all came to meet me. I'm not afraid of you at all. 
The church you are, you, you are in, it was a vision for the church. It was set up. It was set up for your salvation. It was something accidental. Even the pastor, the person preaching to you there every Sunday, he's never even dreamt of having a church there before, in case you don't know. Even though every Sunday he's standing in front, even though you call him daddy or you call him mommy, whatever name you have, he's never had a dream of being in that place. He was sent there. So if he is sent there, he has to be told what to do there. Has to be told what must go on there. You can't just you can't just do anything. What do you mean do anything? You can't just do anything. <laughs> hey, it wasn't set up to promote gang culture. <laughs> it's okay. Sit down. Okay. <laughs> Songs of Solomon. It's almost time to close, isn't it? <laughs> Forgive. Songs of Solomon, chapter 5. Give me chapter 5. Give me chapter 5. We are talking about hesitation. Hesitation costs a lot of things. So many things. I am my sister, my spouse. I have gathered my men with my spice. I have eaten my honeycomb with my honey. I have drunk my wine with my milk. Eat, oh friends, drink. Yea, drink abundantly, oh beloved. I sleep, but my heart waketh. It is the voice of my beloved that knocketh. Saying, open to me, my sister, my love, my dove, my undefiled. Some of you brothers, you don't have raps. You think the Bible didn't have everything. The Bible has everything. Some of the names you've been calling some of the sisters you are trying to. It's not good. You should start calling them my dove. My dove. She called them my undefiled. Hmm? You've been calling her hair. You don't even call her name. You just talk. You just talk across the room. Well, the Bible has nice names. Open to me, my sister, my love, my dove, my undefiled. For my head is filled with dew. I don't want to explain to you what that means. We have to read it quickly and go. One day when we have another type of meeting, we can explain, my head is filled with dew and my locks with the drops of the night. I'm ready. That's why he's asking my sister, 
open to me. For my head is filled. Have you seen a syringe filled with let's see before my head is filled with dew. Verse 3, verse 3. Verse 3. I have put off my coat. He must be feeling hot. <laughs> this one, he wasn't told to take off his coat. He's taking off his coat. Because man's hat. Sit down, sit down. I have put off my coat. How shall I put it on? I have washed my feet. How shall I defile them? My beloved put his hand by the hole of the door. Evil are bad. May your mind be cleansed in Jesus' name. Bad boys and girls. Listen, I'm reading a passage. I'm preaching. I'm preaching. (laughs) My beloved, quiet. Suddenly your cough and your cold has gone. My beloved put his hand by the hole of the door. And my bowels moved for him. I rose up to my beloved and my hands dropped with mare. My fingers with sweet smelling mare upon the handles of the lock. I opened to my beloved, but he was tired. He's gone. He's tired. He's been talking all night. Open, open, open. You will open. But my beloved had withdrawn himself. Has withdrawn himself. Has withdrawn himself. The head full of dew has withdrawn itself. It's gone. And was gone. My soul failed when he spake. I sought him. But I could not find him. I called him. But he gave me no answer. He was snoring. The watchman. That went about the city, found me. They smote me. They wounded me. The keepers of the walls took away my veil from me. I charge you, O daughters of Jerusalem, if you find my beloved, tell ye him that I am sick of love. (laughs) She hesitated. Can you see the troubles that she's found? 
Now she's giving instructions that, that when, when you find, it's like, it's like when you find him, tell him, tell him that I'm interested in the ministry. Tell him that I want to come, I want to give myself to him. I want to serve him. Tell him, tell him now. After, after he, she has encountered verse 7, look at verse 7. After life, life and the wealth has beaten her, the watchmen, the watchmen of the city and the town said they smote her, they wounded her. The keepers of the walls took away her veil from her, the symbol, the symbol of, of being a bride. Took everything away from her. As she is hustling in life. Now she is saying, send a message to him. I'm sick of love. I love the Lord. I love the ministry. I want to serve God. I want to go all out for God. I'm ready to go all out now. I'm ready to go. Wait, but wait, he was, he was talking. Do you mind when he was talking? My love, my dove, my sister, my undefiled, open up to me. He won't open. It's like you're, you're, telling, you're telling stories. You're telling stories. Do you, do you remember when God sent ministers, ministers, preachers, camps, reaching out to you? Will you do this for God? It's not if it was even like an irritation. Will you do this? Will you go here? Will you go here? Will you do this for God? Will you do that for God? You won't do. You won't do. You won't do. You won't open up. Open up. You won't open up. For there, for there to even be, it's like, it's like even your chance of becoming anointed, your chance, your chance of becoming anointed is to move. Your chance to receive a certain crown of anointing that, that this is your seat and this is your office. It's to make a move, but you never move. When you hear the message, like it's for some people. It's like for some people. It's like you, your life is intact. You have plants. You have great plants. Then you see later on in life, you see them saying, when you see my beloved, tell him, tell him, I'm sick of love. He was with you. I was begging you. I was begging you. I was preaching different messages. People preaching to you, talking to you, taking you to camps, taking you to camps and preaching in other camps and sending the messages to you to hear, to hear that he's reaching out to you. You open. Never opened. Till you met the watchmen. You met the watchmen of life. saying, if there's a chance, if there's a chance, I'd like to come. It's almost, it's, almost, it's almost like a joke when you hear people talking about the ministry. It's, it's like, it's like some secondary, some, it's like some rubbish that we've seen that, okay, since we can't get all this, you know, can, can we have this? You know, it's like, are, are you still there? Are you still there? Are you still there? Some of these girls that you see, a brother wants to mind, they don't, they don't like, they don't like, they don't like, they, they sell it, they, they turn around, it's like, if you, if you, it's like, you know, if you like me, because everything is lost. And he looks now, he looks more human. Not because he has changed, but because they have lost everything. They are coming back in their frustration and their disappointment. Hmm. 
don't hesitate. She hesitated. Did you see her hesitate? Open up. She never opened. Open. She never opened. Open. She never opened. <laughs> save God. Who save God? Do this for God. Who do it for Him? <laughs> May you never miss your timing. May you not miss your timing. May you not miss your timing. May you not become like a 65-year-old woman proposing to a 24-year-old man. That please marry me. Please marry me. Will you marry me? Please marry me. Please. Because everything is lost. Everything is lost now. Everything is lost now. Yeah, I provide the ring. I provide everything. You're 65. He's 24. He's like your grandchild. Everything about you is you are not coming to compete with young people who are full of passion to serve God. (laughs) Then you hear them giving advice to to, to the people that are responding immediately to the love. You should hear them giving advice. Sometimes you you should hear their advice. It's just wonderful. Reasons for hesitation. Number one. I pray you won't hesitate. It's my prayer. That you won't hesitate. You won't think too much. You won't overthink. You won't overthink. Little discussions. Informal discussions. That's it. Songs of Solomon. Open to me. Open to me. My sister says, as though maybe we are not spiritual enough. So we, are un- we underestimate the discussions and the comments and the messages we get. Maybe we are not spiritual enough to know that, to see that this is God. This must be God. This must be God speaking. This must be God reaching out to me. We feel, oh, this is, this, this, this is, this is Bishop Richard full of zeal. You know how it is. This is what he's going to talk about. This is what he's going to say. This Bishop, you know, all the camps, we you know, this is all he's going to say. You, you can't even tell that. This is someone in love with you. This is God. This is God. This is, I mean, this is God in love with you. Trying to direct you, trying to order your steps. And we hesitate, then we give stories, explanations, we throw off. It's like we are busy, we are we are not this, we are like this. You have, we have we, it's like we have reasons why we can't serve God. Yeah. It's like we only serve God when everything is working. That mindset. You make yourself very ugly. Very ugly. Very, very ugly. You are, you are very, if you me a human being, I find you very offensive. It's like I can't do this for God because, you know, this is like this and this not really working. And this when everything is, everything is working. Are you God? Are you God? Are you God? When did God tell you that be perfect before you can save me? I 
you find that mindset and those are very, very offensive. Every, it's like everything must be together. You see, since things are, to now, things are together, so you are coming. You are coming. You're like, you're, you're like, you're like a monument by Buckingham Palace. Like one of those, one of those stones. One of those stones. Even your efforts are funny. Your efforts are funny. Your efforts are like that 85-year-old man that I had went to see his GP for uh, Viagra. <laughs> so that, that's what you look like. 85-year-old man. He wants, he wants Viagra. At 85. <laughs> you see, sometimes it's even a reflection of lack of faith. That is why your offerings are not impressive. Your sacrifices, your sacrifices are more offensive. Because it's almost like I don't trust in God. I've sorted myself so that I can come and stand here and make a show. Because I've sorted everything out. Where is faith? Where is faith? Have you not read about the barren, the barren serving God and calling on God? In their, deep, in their deepest trouble, that's when they ran to the temple. In their lowest, lowest points of life, they were in the temple. If you are called an idol worshiper, you'll be surprised. That that's who you are. Because in your lowest time, you disappear from church. You disappear, you disappear from active service to God. You use your might and your strength to sort yourself. It's like, now I've come. As though church is a showbiz. Read your Bible. The lowest points of, of the great men and great women, they were in the temple. They were in the temple, weeping and crying and calling on God. Your lowest time, you, you have decided. You are saying in your self-righteous state, your Pharisaic mentality, that when I sort everything out, God, I'll come back to you. I'm going to do my master's when I finish. When I come back, God, you know, I have, I have lectures in the evenings. I have lectures in the evenings. So God, I'll, I'll, God, I'll be back. I'll be back. I'll be back. I'll be back. I'll be back with some fake testimony that doesn't glorify you. Because you couldn't trust God. You didn't trust God that he could look after you and he could help you. You couldn't trust him. You couldn't trust him. You couldn't trust him. When I was coming full time, one person asked me a question. He asked me a question. I was surprised. I was even surprised that he asked me that question. Because in a sense, he's, he's, he's like my junior. He asked me a question. That how secure is this job that I'm going to? It's like, am I safe? That was what he asked me. And I was wondering, ah, it's God. My trust is in God. Oh. It's in God. It's not in church offerings. It's in God. Because as I'm coming, as I'm committing myself, and I didn't come full-time as an unemployed person. I was employed. I had a job. I had a job. There were times I, I did two jobs. As a pastor, I had two jobs. I can work. It's not, it's, not a, it's not a problem for me. 
I didn't slip and slide. That things are not working, so this is what it is. No, I had a job. I was going to work every day, nine to five. I had to take a decision. Myself, my wife, and my children. We're all diving into this water. We're all going to die, and God will take care of us. Yes, and God will take care of us. Yeah. And God, we're all going to dive into it. We are diving into it. And God will take care of us. And God will take care of us. God will take care of us. Did I give you the reasons for hesitation? I'll tell you, today, I, I don't know what I'm preaching. <laughs> my sister, my love, my dove, my undefiled. Open to me. <laughs> For my head is filled with dew. And you are hesitating. Reasons for hesitation, number one. Let me go through it very quickly. I'll just read it to you, okay? Is it okay to just read it to you? Number one is because of our comfort and our convenience. Yeah. That's why Sam never moved on. Because he thought of the comfort. Because you see, when God is drawing, God doesn't, he doesn't make promises. Well, he makes promises. He has promises. But he won't tell them, it's going to be glorious. No. Come by faith. If you come, come. If you come, come. The power of comfort and convenience will keep, will keep you at that spot and turn you into a monument. You will never move. Someone's parents wanted to see me recently. I was laughing. Because he has blasted his son who said he's going on missions. He has blasted his son. He said he's coming to see me. But your bishop, I'm going to see him. And he was saying, he dare say, he dare said, London is safer that the mission failed. That was when I stood up from my chair and I said, which part of London is safe? Which pavement? Which pavement is safe? Which train? Which train is safe? Which bus is safe? Which gathering is safe? I said, do we understand safety? Do we understand it? Do we know what safety it means? Which part of London is safe? Which pavement? Which street? Which bus? Which train? We enter trains under the blood. You shall be safe on the streets of London. You'll never die like a dog. Your blood will never spill on any street. Or any underground tunnel. You shall be safe. We don't read the news in, 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 in so-called intellectuals. Say, the mission field is not safe. London is safe. You are joking. You are joking. You don't even know what you are talking about. You don't even know what you are saying. Our comfort and our convenience. 
was convenience, was comfortable. We can't do anything for God. We've become, we've been ending. Look, look. Those who miss their timing have become insignificant. You will never be insignificant. He said, it's funny. Sometimes you can't see how insignificant you, you, you have become because maybe you can't see what you would have been. But if you could see what you would have been, you see, you see what you are is an unfortunate image of the real you. As you are, as you are glorying in games, little games, little games around somewhere. In the land of the blind, the one eye is king. Near one eye, you feel you are so great. Go to other places, they have, they have six eyes. They have six eyes. You are walking with the blind, that's why you feel so cool. Everybody around you is blind. You are the one who is describing the color of the clouds and things. That's why you feel so great. Number two. People think there's no security in following God. Luke chapter 9, verse 57. Luke 9, 57. And it came to pass that as they went in the way, a certain man said unto him, Lord, I will follow thee whithersoever thou goest. And Jesus said unto him, Foxes have holes, and birds of the air have nests, but the Son of Man has nowhere to lay his head. It's like if the person I'm going to follow is saying sad things to you. That there's, no, there's nowhere to sleep. There's nowhere to sleep. There's no house. There's no house. There's no car. There's nothing. Do you think you will follow such a person? When you have a house. When you are in a house and you say, that, come and follow me. Well, I have no house. Would you follow such a person? You hesitate. You, become, you start calculating. Say, hey, this guy, I can't follow him. That's how people were left behind. There's no security. There's no security. There's no security. There's faith. There's faith and there's trust. In him we move. There's faith. We move by faith. That's that's, that's what we read. We read it. Walk in the spirit. Walk in truth. And walk in love. There's, There's movement in every aspect of Christianity. There's movement. If you don't move, you don't see the deeper waters. You don't see the deeper waters of the spirit. If you don't walk in the spirit, you've just settled in speaking in tongues. When speaking in tongues, when speaking in tongues to speak English, when speaking in tongues was invented, the first time people heard, Shandalaba, Shandalaba, they said they were drunk. They were being left behind. They were being left. They were being left. That's our advice. You never criticize anything. Anything you have not experienced, you've not seen, you've not seen, don't criticize it. Don't criticize it. The first time speaking in tongues was invented, that people started. The people who were there before, clear them, clear out, clear out, they are drunk. They were not walking in the spirit. They were not walking in the spirit. They were, they, they, were, they were masters of the Torah. The law. Masters of it. Masters of the law. But they didn't understand it. They, they didn't even understand it. 
Oh, this is all this. Yeah, yeah. You're a master. You're a master. You're a master of PVCI. When you say shabby shabby, you are confused. Master, you're a master of him square. When you say dancing stars, you wonder who dancing stars. They, these things that they come and stand there, they come and do. It's like, it's like, it's like, what is that? Is that what is that? What is that? What is that? That's what the charismatic church did to the Orthodox Church. That is how the Spirit moves. You see, every foundation you build on it, you build, you build. You, so when you don't build, you are left, and then you start criticizing. You start criticizing. You say, you see, you see yourself say, "What is film stars? What is film stars? What is film stars?" What are these songs that this? What are these songs that be? What are these songs? So we are stuck with trust and obey, for there's no other way to be happy in Jesus but to trust and obey. Which is beautiful, which is Christian, but walk, 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 walk in the spirit, walk in truth. The truth, you walk in the truth. You don't just stay, you don't just stay on the steps of salvation. Climb into faith. Climb into healing. Climb into manifestations of the spirit. Climb into the call of God. The call of God. Apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor. Climb into it. Explore. Explore the truths. Explore the truths. Don't say, don't say to yourself once you are alive, this is me and this is it. Walk in the truth. What truth do you know? Key facts. Since you, since you memorize, since you memorize key facts, you haven't learned anything again. We are now reading Know Your Invisible Enemies. We are reading Good General. You are reading lay people in the ministry. It's good. Read it. But I say that walk in truth. It's the same author. Same author. Same author. Same Bible. There's Genesis. But there's also Revelation. There's also Revelation. Walk in the truth. Walk in the... Keep walking. Keep walking. Maybe change your name to Johnny so you can keep walking. Keep walking. Keep walking. Keep walking. So you see people, you see they are stuck. They are stuck. The elderly women, you see, they get stuck. They get stuck with cover your breast, wear long skirt. Do they see they are, they, they are stuck with holiness code? Yeah, they can't even shepherd. Check, check how many of them have ministries that they have people that they teach. They always sit in the corner of the church saying, that, Hey, your, 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 your skirt is too short. Your, 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 this place. Use my scarf. Wear this. Wear that. That's what they're stuck. They're stuck. Winter is coming. You see them. They'll take their old blazer with the fluff in it. They'll start wearing this. So black one. Black blazer. You watch. Look out for the black blazers. It's coming. They're stuck. You think we don't believe in holiness? Not vulgar people or profane people, but there is more 
That's what I'm saying. There is more. There is more. So you see, God is, you see someone that you say, oh, this person, don't mind it. He's, he's a fornicator. You see, you majored in fornication. So that's, that's, the, that's the only thing that you have. I'm not saying that be free and fornicate. I'm not, I'm not, I'm, I'm not saying that. Don't spoil the message. But even look and say, hey, so God can use a person with such a past. Hesitation. <laughs> Number three. People hesitate because of family obligations. That's why the sacrifice say those who have not hesitated and moved on. They want to pull you back. Don't tell that you've paid a bad price to move on. <laughs> Family obligations. That you that has moved on, you, you have flowers at home. You didn't give birth to children. You have plastic flowers, plastic roses, and plastic lilies like this. Not human beings. You have human beings. Those who moved on, they have this. Yes, it's plastic. That's how they can afford to walk away. They have plastic. Yes, it's plastic. Yours are children. Luke chapter 9, verse 59. And he said unto another, follow me. But he said, Lord, suffer me first to go and bury my father. <laughs> Verse 60, Jesus said unto him, let the dead bury their dead. But thou, but go thou and preach the kingdom of God. This is Jesus' response to funerals. Those of you who will never attend Mountain of the Lord Convention, homecoming, shuffling, um, than the poor, you will not attend any of this. Any, nev, never. Funeral. Funeral. They are sending me text. Be sharp. My great grand uncle has just died, so I have to be going to um, the mountain to bury him. Please pray for me. Then I'll say safety. <laughs> you can't go. You can't go anywhere. You can't go anywhere, but you can go for funerals. You can't go anywhere. You can't do anything. Nothing is important to you. Everything you have excuses for it. You've been going. We've been going for homecoming. You won't go anywhere. Funeral. You pack bags just now. There you are going. You're going and buy clothes. You're going. I'm going to bury some. I'm going to bury somebody. I'm going to bury somebody. <laughs> I'm going to bury. I'm going to bury. I must bury. I'm into funerals. I'm a funeral manager. I'm a director. Then when you come to your church, your funeral directors are the ones who sit in front. Not, not shepherds. Not shepherds. Funeral directors. 
I shall control myself on this one. Number four. Temperance is a fruit of the spirit, isn't it? Yes. You'll see reverence, pastors, shepherds on the front. You see, if you know our directors, if you know our directors, they are the ones that are honored in the church. Number four, people hesitate because of formalities and protocol. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Because I said the formality when you follow, you never obey God. You will never obey God. Never. You won't. You won't do the will of God. If you follow certain formalities and certain things, you will never obey God. Luke 9, 61. And another also said, Lord, I will follow thee, but let me first go bid farewell, which are at home, at my, at my house. <laughs> Verse 62. And Jesus said unto him, no man having put his hand to the plow and looking back is fit for the kingdom of God. This is where people get disqualified. There's a call. And they think of some formalities. I have to go through, I have to do certain things before I can. And these are Jesus' responses. No man, you put it onto the plan. He said, ah, let me solve this inside. No. He said, you are disqualified. You are disqualified. God has, called, God has touched you. So how's are you? He said, God, wait. Let me go and sort my, you know, uh, let me go and do my master's and come. I'm not saying she didn't do master's. But some of the things, by the time you go, I'm going to do this. By the time you come back, it's, it's finished. You have, you have been replaced. By the time you come back, you are replaced. And you are not even wanted. Again. You're not wanted and you're not needed. Number five. I have seven points. Should, I, should we do all? Should we end on five? Number five. People hesitate because they are looking back. That's what Jesus said, verse 62, Luke 9. And Jesus said unto him, No man having put his hand to the plow, and looking back, and looking back, and looking back. You have to move on in the new life. You have to be proud of the new life. You have to live. You have to live the new life. You have to live the new you. The new you. The new you as a pastor. The new you as a Christian. The new you as a you have to live the new you. And be proud of the new you. Not that you are missing some past life. Every now and then you throw in some of your past life that you were like this, you like this, you got no, 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 no. You are looking back. You are looking back. Be confident in the new you. And live the life of the new you. Who has been called by God. Galatians 2.20.
I am crucified with Christ. Are you crucified with Christ? Okay. Nevertheless, I live. Yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I, that is after I'm being crucified with Christ, I'm still living. He said, the life that he's now living, he lives by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. This is a new life you have to be living. By the faith, faith of the Son of God. Faith in God. That's how you live now. Not looking back and holding on to past things. No past lives and past things. You live a new life and you walk in faith. You walk believing. Hmm. Okay. What else? Number six. People hesitate because they think they can escape. This is a story of Esther. Who has replaced Vashti. Vashti had failed because she failed to entertain her husband. When her husband asked her to do something, he said she wouldn't do it. You will never be a Vashti. That's how people are replaced. When they have something, then they don't do what they have to do. They don't perform their duties. Every role comes with duties. My role as a pastor, as a pastor here, the bishop has placed me here as a pastor here, comes with some duties. When I don't do though, I don't carry out those duties efficiently, I must be replaced. I must be transferred. Because I am not doing what I was placed here to do. So if you are supposed to take pictures, and you are not taking pictures, you are come to sit down and cross your legs, you must be replaced. <laughs> Do you understand? So, Vashti was sacked and replaced by Esther. Now, Esther is like some girl who has no parents and has been raised up by an uncle called Mordecai. Now, somebody has planned that they are going to kill all Jews. Now, Esther has been blessed. She's now, she's now the, the, king's, the king's baby. She's now the one the king is calling my dove. My undefiled. My love. When the king's head is full of dew, it's Esther he calls. Such an honorable position. But she's from that group that are about to be wiped out. So Mordecai says, hey, my little girl, I helped you. I bathed you and sent you to this man before he chose you. I helped you. I encouraged you. I gave you tips before he chose you and he married you. Can you speak to him? Can you speak to him about what is about to fall on your relatives and your tribe? Then Esther now she feels safe. She feels that she feels because of her new role, she feels she's no longer a Jew. So she says to her, she says to her uncle that you know, you can't just go and talk to the king. 
over here, things are different. If you are not invited, if you enter, he doesn't take his staff and point it at you. Look, you will be killed. And uncle says, make no mistake. Make no mistake. Don't make a mistake and think that when all Jews are being slaughtered, you'll be left. Don't make that mistake. Don't make that mistake. That if you don't do, you don't be on, you don't stand on the side of God's people. Because now you are the king's wife. You you want to pride yourself in I'm in the I'm the king's wife. Don't think you will escape. And she said, Yes, please, uncle. Yes, please, uncle. I'll go. I'll go and talk to him. I'll go and talk to him. But she hesitated. Because because she thought she would escape. She thought the message that were being preached does not apply to her. She thought all the examples and things, it doesn't apply to her. She, she doesn't need to answer any call. She doesn't need to do anything for God. She doesn't need to, no, she thought she would escape. But uncle had to say that, don't, don't make that mistake. When all of us are being killed, you'll be killed. They'll come for you. Somebody will say that, hey, that girl, that girl, she's a Jew. She's one of them. They'll say she is one of them. She is one of them. She is one of them. Take care out. She's one of them. Don't say she's a cockroach. Take care. Take care. Kill her. She's one of them. Take care out. When we hear some messages, we think it doesn't apply to us, isn't it? <laughs> it applies to you. Hmm. That's Esther 4, verse 14, in case... Uh, you're yeah, looking for it, you didn't find it. And then number seven, that's my last point, isn't it? People hesitate because they do not know that there are hundreds waiting to take their place. There are many people who are willing to do and ready to, to work for God. It's a sad sight when people get puffed up when they are given an opportunity to work for God and to do something for God. It's sad. It's sad. People think they are so special. That's something I advise you. Anything you do in the church, never feel too special. Don't. There are so many people, so many people to replace you. So many people. You are not needed. No, you are not. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I wish I could tell that you are, you are not. You are not needed. You are not. You are not. You are not. You are not. By the grace of God, by the grace of God, I've been pastoring here for over twenty years. One thing I've not lacked. Even last Sunday, we we're counting the number of people. One thing I've never lacked is a singer. I don't know how because I, I'm not a singer. I'm not even musical. I don't even understand music. But one thing I've noticed I've never lacked is a singer or an instrumentalist. I don't know how. Come and see the church on Sunday now. Instrumentalist sitting there. 
They don't have anything to do. Yeah, I have instrumentalists. They sit on the front row. Instrumentalists, you see them sitting there. Plenty. They don't do anything. They don't do anything. They, they don't get anything to do. Because everything is done in another way. But you all play. I see them. Look at, I look at them all day and say, develop yourself as Christians, okay? <laughs> Be Christians. Be Christians. Yeah. But you go to some places, you see. Hey, times and conditions. No. There are plenty people. Plenty people. I keep telling you, I'll tell, I'll tell you again. I always remember that Wednesday afternoon. Wednesday afternoon, I came here. There was nobody here. Perhaps just my wife in the office there. I came here. Alone. I was walking here alone. I don't know what I was doing, why I was walking here. Walking here alone. And suddenly, the Lord started rebuking me. I, was, I remember I was totally thinking, that, well, what have I done? As I was walking here, I was somewhere here, around here. I reached up around this point. And he said to me, have you seen this place? Have you seen this building? And I remember I looked at this pillar. And I looked at this one. And he said, do you think it was built for you? Where are the people that built it? Where are the people that built it? And where, where are the, if you like, the race that it was built for? he said, you too, if you like, joke with it. I will, I will, I will find somebody to pastor here and I'll find people to fill this place. The people that it was built for, where are they? Look at your bent faces. Do you think it was built for you? <laughs> Look at your faces. Look at your faces. Do you know how old this building is? Look at your faces. If you are you to joke with it, joke with Christianity. Think that God is not serious. I was here righteous and he said, he said, he said if you to you like joke with it, play games with it. Look at the time, almost 10 p.m. Look at you, it's, it's full. This is God. This is God. It is it's full. It's 10 p.m. on a Tuesday night. It's full. Can you explain it? Do you have steps and principles to explain it? If you like, stop coming and see if it will be empty. <laughs> you are even lucky that you came today, you've got a seat. Oh. Like you joke with it. If you like, joke with it. That's what, that, those are the words I hear. If you like, you too, joke with it. Come and play games. Instead of being serious, if come and hesitate and hold back and not do what you have to do and say what you have to say. You'll be replaced. It's, that, it's like you will be replaced. It's not difficult for God. He has, he has people. He has people. He has people. Have you heard commentators describing the bench, reserve bench of a football team? He said the bench is rich. Anybody who comes on will, I mean, will, is top. It's like reserve doesn't mean that you are not good. The coach is spot for choice. He has to choose one. 
But he has people that are equally good. World class, world class players. That is God. That is God. Even said, unless you haven't read your Bible, he said, if you like, don't praise me. I'll get the stones to praise me. You haven't seen stones singing before? He said, stones will sing. Stones will sing. People will be doing your, your shakara things. Between, between, well, it's like, you, are so, you are so important. You are so important. You are even getting offended over nonsense. <laughs> You come to church, you bring your, your petty, petty idiosyncrasies to church. I mean, things that must affect you in your house. You are allowed to affect you in church as though we are in your house. As though you are the landlord and you've told us that, you've told us that always, always, always shut the door gently. And we are banging the door, so we are offended. That's how some people behave in church. Petty, I mean, things that you don't even know. Where does it fit into church life? With this, this behavior, where does it fit in? This reaction, how does it fit into church? Who cares about what you like? You're supposed to hear the word. Receive the word. Obey the word. Serve God. Serve God. Fear the king and live long. <laughs> bringing your domestic your domestic rules here domestic rules of your domestic your domestic depressions and moods would you come and manage that here fear god serve the king live long <laughs> it sounds like a motto <laughs> God has plenty people to replace you. Plenty. 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 That's how I value what I do. I value it. That's how I preach. I preach every Sunday. I preach every Tuesday. Myself. Myself. If I'm not preaching, it means I've traveled. Even if I'm not feeling well, I would take paracetamol and come and stand there. You will never know that I'm not feeling well. No, 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 no. God cannot take me out of church. I'll be there. I'll drink lemsip and come and stand there. As soon as I say, the lemsip is wearing off, I'll say, hey, let's stand to our feet and pray, then I disappear. I'll be there, I'll be there. Because I value it and I respect it. I'm not higher than it. It's a privilege. It's a privilege. It is a privilege. It is a privilege. It is a privilege. It's a blessing. Yes. Yes. Thus I have meetings and talk for longer hours after church than the sermon. Talk many more hours after I finish preaching. Because I need to attend to the sheep. To attend to them and talk to them. Talk to them. Advise them. Pray for them. Encourage them. Hours and hours and hours. The only reason why I'll get up and I'll say I'm going is because somebody will come and tell me that my time, my money is finished in the hall. So I should go. That's the only time I'll get. 
if, if I was in the hall that is for us, we will sleep here. You even run away when you see me. You say, hey, today he's come. Let's run away. Because we will sleep here. We will sleep here. I will, I will engage you to, after Sunday. I will engage you to the early hours of Monday. I will. I will engage you. When you're going, will you be tired? Oh, you will be. And you'll be happy you're tired for Jesus. God bless you. Stand to your feet. (laughs) 